0: Hi guys, welcome back to Inspire. My name is Samantha Chris. I'll be your host and today I'm joined by Rashida Gedes, a leadership coach and millennial mentor. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. So excited to be here today. Likewise. So tell me, that is quite a loaded title. What does a leadership coach and millennial mentor
1: do? So y- you know you're in coaching. It, coaching is really about helping people bring out the best in them, really helping them come to conclusions and come to realizations about themselves, about their career, about where they want to go. Yeah. And for me, leadership is really about saying, how can you be a model for other people? How can you make sure that how you show up in corporate in your entrepreneurial lives, in your personal life really reflects who you are and who you want to be in this world? So it's okay. really it's really helping people get to that point because every one of us has an amazing gift unique quality talents skills that we can leverage uh, to be our best selves each day and really it's about helping those women specifically primarily women get to that point in their life and how did you discover your unique skill and your passion for coaching Uh, It really came out of a challenge for me. I was in the corporate space, and my parents had told me that if I worked hard, that if I had an education, and that if I continued to excel and really showed my ambition, that opportunities would come to me. And when I got into the corporate space and I acted in those ways, it didn't come to me, you know. The opportunities didn't come to me. The um, per, ca- uh, career progression that I wanted wasn't happening as quickly as I wanted it to. And you know, we're born in a generation where we have access to technology, access to tools. Anything that we need, we can Google it and find the information. So for me, when I had a conversation with one of my executives, and they told me that that that, pla- that path to where I wanted to go would take me minimum 10 years to get to. Even though I had all the characteristics, all the potential, all of the talent, that it was because there is the hierarchy and there's a way things go and there's people that come before you and that just didn't sit right with me. I didn't I didn't it didn't sit right with me that I had to wait my whole career out, waiting for an organization to tell me when I could go, when I could decide to do something. So I said you know what I had to figure out, that out on my own. I had to figure out what I was good at, what skills and resources and tools that I have to, to bring that about and then go about the business of figuring out how I can serve other people with these skills and gifts.
0: And so how do you help entrepreneurs, Millennials really hone into that gift and kind of leverage it bring that out into the
1: real world? Well the first thing is you really have to know who you want to be right some people it's a it's a great start and it's sometimes saying to people say to themselves well why do I how can I figure out who I want to be if that's not who I am right now right. and it's and it's that reverse engineering you have to figure out where you wanna go so that you can back and figure out the steps that you need to take you and to get you there and that's really what I work with people on is figuring out okay where do you want to go? What is it that you want to do? And a lot of people say, well, I don't I don't know where I want to go. Right. I don't know what I want to do. So the first thing is really laying out, okay, what are your skill sets? What do you love to do? What do you enjoy doing? And then really taking them through that self-discovery, that self-awareness process so that they can figure out what they're good at, what talents and gifts that they actually potentially have that's been hiding. And the most important part for me really is saying, Remember that, that little girl that you were when you were ten years old and there was no limits and you had no idea that you couldn't do something, you weren't, you weren't challenged uh, to the point where you, uh, you were told that you couldn't achieve right. that next level? What, what did you want to do? Who what did you want to be? Yeah, who did you want to be then? You know, yeah. like I remember when I was ten years old and saying to myself I wanted to be the first female Prime Minister of Canada and like was it big? no yeah it was big and no one could tell me otherwise no one could tell me that that didn't exist but there's always in that in that that big grandiose uh, idea of who we want to be there's always streams telling us lessons in there that are telling us about who we can be right so being a prime minister, you have to be a good orator. You have to be someone that wants to impact people. You want to influence others. So there's so many different fields that you can go into that have those same characteristics, same traits, and there's so many ways that you can use your gifts entrepreneurially to bring that to to life as well. I love so. that. I love that. And how important is that in building a mission is
0: that something that is inherently with you or is that something that you work with your clients to build and bring out?
1: Well for me I think building a mission getting to the point where you actually have a mission is really like legacy it's purpose it's really saying what do I want to leave on this earth what do I want to be remembered for when I'm gone so it's really helping people work to that big big vision of how they can impact the world but in order to get to that big vision you have to have a message you have to have something that resonates and that connects with people that people remember when you're not in the room, right? Your People's, personal brand. Your really. personal brand, exactly. And for me, helping people get to that, that point where they can actually understand what their message is, is really mining their mess. And mining uh-huh. their mess means going through all the stuff, all the icky, icky stuff that we go through in life, that we say to ourselves, I wanna put that behind me, I wanna put that in the past, I'm moving forward, that was a challenge that I had to go through. Right. But what I like to do is I like to take people back into that point. Let's, let's mine that for the lessons. You know, you overcame something. Can you help other people overcome that too? You know, so it's really saying, it's, it, it doesn't have to be so complex where you're saying to yourself, I want to have a message like Martin Luther King, or I want to have a message like Oprah Winfrey. You can get to that point. But right now, let's look at your story. Let's look at where you can connect with people. Where can people resonate with you? And that's through your pain you know we love especially as women when we get together we talk about you know things that have gone wrong things that we can improve on you know what's happening in our lives but if we connect on that, that emotional connection is what really gets us going. It gets right. us going even further. It gets, us, gets people wanting to buy into what it is that we have to offer. So I think that pain point has the capacity to really inspire people to say, wow, that person went through this. They got through it. And now they're, they're helping others move through that as well. I agree, and in an
0: age where authenticity is really key, I mean, those struggles, those pain points, that's really what's going to help you craft your message and stand out from everyone else that is either being considered for a job, the promotion, um, you know, a pitch if you're starting your own company. So I think that's, that's really great. And you're someone who's built a really strong personal brand yourself. I mean, I see Rashida Geddes and I, it, it just resonates with me. I know what you do. I know what your message is, and you've really established yourself as a thought leader. So how has that been for you? What has your journey been like to get to, you know,
1: from where you were to where you are now? Oh, it's been hard. It's been hard, it's it's had its challenges. And I think that if it didn't, I would, you know, there would be no substance to my message. There would be no substance to my mission. There would be no purpose to my legacy, right? But for me, it's all of the things that I've been through to get to this point, this journey, that journey has so much knowledge, so much impact, so much ability to be able to influence people. But it's really going back and saying to yourself, how can I leverage all of that? How can yeah. I, how can I use all of what I've been given, use everything that's happened to me that I thought was maybe for no reason, and say to myself, how can I help other people overcome those challenges too?
0: And what has been either your platform of choice or your strategy of choice? And surely there are probably many, but. Did you go into it thinking okay, these are the steps that I need to do to get to where I want to be or were you more just kind of let's wing it and see what opportunities come up?
1: I've always been someone of okay, this is what I want to do. Now who can who can help me get there fastest? Yes. Right? So how can I how can I speed up this learning process so that I don't have to figure out all the steps? The steps are there. Like there's there's we don't have to reinvent the wheel. We don't have to rewrite the book. All of that information is out there as to how we can build our personal brand, how we can grow our, our reach, how we can you know consistently show up on social media so that people can connect with us. It's there. It's just a question of how you want to execute, right? Because a lot of people, we have all those tools available to us, but we're not executing on them. So for me, my biggest goal was how can I execute on this? And the best way to do that is to have accountability. Right. So the first thing that I did is I said, I need to find someone who has already been where I am And that can help me get to where i want to go i love that and that was a coach that was my leadership coach and she helped me move through a lot of the challenges of being a mom of being in corporate of being an entrepreneur of having all of these projects and wearing all these hats and trying to be so many different things to so many different people she helped me really focus in on figuring in figuring out where i want to spend my time where i want to actually what what platform do i want to use you know like we have some, you have know, Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, and we have, you know, a plethora of other, other tools that we could potentially use, but where is your audience? You know, it's where are the people, exactly, where are the people that you want to connect with? What, what platform are they using? How are they engaging with it, and how can you potentially engage in it in that same way? How can you meet them where they are?
0: Right. So you touched on something, which I find is really interesting, and I think that a lot of entrepreneurs would resonate with, is that you wear a lot of hats. And whether it's, you know, a mom, a business person in business alone, you know, in starting, whether it's your company, your new project, you will have to wear a lot of hats to get it off the ground. And how do you kind of focus in on everything that you're good at and get it going in one direction that can actually lead you to where you want to
1: go? I think it's a question of we're all testing, right? So it's 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 very easy to say or someone to say, this is the blueprint that I used, right. use it for yourself. But that blueprint might not fit where you're living, you know, the time that you're living, the type of responsibilities that you have. Maybe that person didn't have kids and you do. Maybe that person had, you know, funding from someone. Maybe they had a VC. Maybe they had access to mentors and sponsors. You might not have that. So it's about saying to yourself, where am I? You know, looking at all of the tools, looking at all of the strategies that are out there and saying, where am I in this, right? And now which one of these can I champion? Which one of these areas can I see myself doing, is it feasible for me to do, and how I can do it consistently? Yeah. Because consistency is the key. You know, we, you know, in entrepreneurship, if you thought that your first year out of the gates that you're just gonna have major success, that you're just gonna blow up, you're gonna become you know, the amazing person that you are, and everybody in the world is gonna be able to see it right away, and they're gonna recognize it, If you think that that's going to happen, that's great. If it does happen for you. But for the majority of us, it takes work. It takes time. It takes years of consistently showing up and making sure that people say, hey, I'm here. I'm here. This still is what here. I do. I'm still here. <laughs> this is what I do. This yeah. is how I do it. This is how I help people. Look at the people I've helped, and consistently saying that because we need to see it. People need to see it more than once. Yeah. So it's about being consistent. And I think that our generation as millennials, we have a we have difficulty with being patient, right? We have had instant instant access, instant gratification. We've had everything at our fingertips. If we want to if we want to travel, we call an Uber, right? If we right. want to find something online, we Google it. So we have had this instant instantaneous type of lifestyle and then there is this entrepreneurship thing that is an instant you know that you don't just get it it's far from instant and it's like every every year every step every move that you make you're continuing to grow and change and and you know and and shift and that's all a part of the process, it's all a part of the journey, but it's getting women and men to realize that it, you have to be patient, you have to be consistent, and you have to choose that one thing that you're going to hone in on, and keep doing that one thing until it breaks, until until you can change the tide. And that's how that's how my coaches have taught me how to do it, that's how my mentors have really taught me how to do it, and that's how I'm teaching my clients to do it as well.
0: Amazing. So. The fact that we want instant gratification, that we've grown accustomed to it—I mean, has certainly impacted how we run our businesses, how we, you know, operate in the workforce. Uh, do you think that that's more of a con than a pro, or do you think that that can be used to kind of
1: spin it a little bit and actually use to our advantage? Definitely, it's a. It- it starts off as a con, right? It's a disadvantage that we've had because we've grown up in this in this way, and it's really no fault of our own, right? This is this is the the hand that we've been dealt. We were told that if we go and got an education, we got ourselves a degree, we would come out of the the, the university, and we would be able to have a job. We it'd would be, be, there able, be there waiting for us. It'd right. be there waiting for us, and we were also told that we would move up and advance in yeah. in our career if we showed ambition, if we showed the willingness to actually do it, and the reality is is that the work world is changing. You know, technology has changed that a lot. The jobs that were once there that people thought were, you know, golden jobs are no longer there. They're being outsourced, they're being, they're taken online, they're being replaced by machines, things of that nature. So the the world is changing and it's no fault of our own. It really is just the evolution of things. And we have to change with it. And we do have that instant gratification, um, I guess, problem in a sense issue issue, you know (laughs) the challenge that we have that we want everything now and just some things like relationships take time they take time to build they take time to develop sometimes they take time to finally come to fruition Um, but that doesn't mean that you can't still have that instant part of things we have social media so nowadays you know back in the day when people wanted to put themselves out there they had to call up their local radio station or they had to call up their television station and they had to say well this is what I'm doing and this is what I want to do and you had to have the money behind behind it and you know you potentially had to have an advertising budget now with Facebook and with Twitter and with Instagram we can literally it's all there, it's all there. Yeah. like you want it you want to reach people okay set yourself up on a Facebook ad campaign put it out there and test you can continue to test we have the opportunity to test test some more and keep testing until we actually perfect what it is that we want to do so that instant gratification comes in handy in that space because gotcha. now we can if I put out I can put out today a social media campaign, see how it resonates with my audience within a week and then from there tweak it. Learn. Learn from it. Yeah. That's instant. We we know those Facebook gives you those numbers right away. So you don't have to wait uh, you know until the season uh, ends and then the network gets all of the results in and tells right. you where where were people wa- were watching you know how much they were how long they were watching for you don't have to do that anymore now we have access to that right away so those those tools through social media allow us to be able to instantly know where our where our audience is what's what they are gravitating to in our content and then saying how can we replicate that in different ways so that we can reach more of our ideas audience.
0: So not only does it satisfy our kind of itch for instant gratification, but we can actually use it to help get us ahead. Absolutely. Awesome. So what do you think then, because I mean, like you said, that's kind of seen as a con or disadvantage at first, but what do millennials have today in either starting their own business or in the workplace that the older generations or even the younger generations do not have? What can we say that we claim that is our own and that is awesome?
1: I think we have now work with purpose. You know, before past generations, maybe they could work and they could make they were making good money. So for them, that was, you know, that was enough to be able to provide for their family. They were happy. They could they could be content with being comfortable. it They could afford to do that. Our generation doesn't have that luxury. Nowadays people have to do more than one job to be able to do it. Households have to be more than one parent working. Sometimes even side jobs to be able to bring in enough to be able to live comfortably. So we don't have that that comfort that past generations had. So that makes us even more hungry for going out there and making sure that we get our own thing together. That yeah. we That we figure out this route of entrepreneurship because that is the wave of the future. We are going to be contract workers and you know organizations are gonna be pull, pulling from these independent workers and saying, we need you to help fill this mandate. We need you to help you fill that mandate. So this right. whole idea of working for 40 years for one organization, and, and retiring with that organization is is pretty much you know an anomaly for a lot of people. Like that's not something that our generation is going to be dependent on. Right. So I think that's a that's a plus for us because it means that we have to go out there and hustle. We have to go out there and figure out what it is that we want to do. We have to figure out what it is that we're good at, so that we can get to the business of doing it. And we have the capability
0: it. of figuring that out. Yeah. Like we've got everything at our fingertips
1: now to make it happen. Absolutely. More so
0: than ever before.
1: The barrier to entry is low for entrepreneurship you can you know the the book about the hundred dollar entrepreneur like starting with a hundred dollars you have free social media sites that you can start promoting and advertising your your content on you have you know wordpress and places that you can easily put together a blog where you can start creating content for yourself and for your audience that people are going to resonate with so it's it's easier than ever to become an entrepreneur today but it's not easy to that whole process of entrepreneurship of getting to that point where you can actually say you know what this is this is scalable and i think that's where the struggle is right their tools are there you can start there's a lot of
0: information about how to start but what do you do with it once you've started how do you grow how do you make it something that is sustainable that is something that can actually fund your family your goals your dreams everything that's on your bucket list i mean that's a whole other story
1: absolutely and i think sometimes we want to move into it quickly like we want to we want to you know i've met so many different people that say to my say to themselves and say to me you know rashida i i'm not fulfilled in my job i'm ready to give this entrepreneurship thing a try and i'm ready to quit tomorrow And and you're like Wait. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Before you start right. doing that, let's just let's just reel that back a bit and see whether or not that is feasible for your type of lifestyle, right? right. So let's go back a little bit and say, Okay, you're you're not satisfied in your like let's let's unpack that. Right, because that's that's what happens nowadays. People are like entrepreneurship, it's this great shiny thing. I wanna do it, I wanna, I wanna leave this corporate space and I wanna do it right now because we want it instantly. And I love that you say unpack it because it's pretty much like, that is a great analogy. They have packed their
0: bags and they are ready to go. They're like, I'm handing you my letter, this is it, without doing any of the thinking
1: behind it. Exactly, so then two months in, once the, the savings fund dries up, and it's now, you're in a survival mode and you can't be creative Right. when you're surviving you know you're you're you can't really resonate and connect with people because sometimes relationships take time yeah. it takes time for people to really be like it, and you know as a coach right it takes people seeing your content having conversations with you it's seeing process. you online before they finally say you know what I'm ready yeah. okay I'm ready to to, to 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 work with her it takes time and in that time you don't want to be struggling you don't want to be you know wondering where your rent is going to be coming from and some people do And I can kudos to those entrepreneurs who are out there who are like, I'm either going to make it work work, or I'm going to live at home in my mom's basement for the rest of my life. And I don't care. Kudos to them for having that type of uh, of a vision for themselves. But when I'm talking about legacy, when I'm talking about mission, we're talking about a long term thing. Right. We're talking about a lifetime thing. And you have to plan that out accurately so that you leave something for your kids you leave something for your family you leave something for the next generation Um, so that's really where I'm trying to take as many people that work with me as possible it's like yes I know you want to leave let's let's work on that transition right let's work on getting to the point where you can sustain yourself enough where that no longer needs to be an option on the table
0: you certainly look like you have found your purpose and you are living it so that's awesome your clients are super super lucky so what's next for Rashida Geddes? Tell me.
1: Lots of things are next. I'm, you know, the next reiteration of my brand as a mom um, of a four-year-old who is active, who has a lot of things that she wants to do, a lot of things that I also want to do. I say to myself, how can I make sure that my business is more family-centered? So it's that, that reiteration is saying, how can I, you know, the late nights, early mornings, hustle 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 is great to a certain point but then you have a family which is that added layer so for me it's like how can I make sure that my business is structured around my family so that I'm enjoying both being an entrepreneur and also being a family woman you know a family person a mother you know a spouse to someone how do I enjoy that as well so I want to make sure that people understand that you can have You can you can have the best of both worlds, you can have an amazing career, you can have an amazing family life, but it takes work and it takes consistency and it takes being clear on what it is that you want to do with your life, what mission you have, you know, what and how the people around you can play into that, how they how they work into that structure of things
0: amazing I cannot wait to see what happens next I'm sure I mean everyone tuning in is like yes that's me whether you know they're a mom they're an entrepreneur I mean you touch on so many things that can be applicable to everyone's journey so thank you so much for sharing your insight I really really appreciate it thank
1: you so much for having me it was such a pleasure being on great thanks everyone for tuning in until next time